Hello, welcome to the Parenting Versus Podcast. Podcast? Uh, today, we are sitting with our son, Luke, our five-year-old, um, in, our, in our backyard. Um, but yeah, right away, I just wanted to get some shout-outs um, through. So I am holding an epic tale in the form of a book. A, one time I got a bee just now. One time Luke got a bee just now. So what does that mean, Luke? It means that he saw it over there. You saw a bee over there? Yeah, I'm to the Yeah. So I am holding in my hands, <clears throat> excuse me, a book called Ryan Spell, The Phoenix of Red, Volume 1 by Ryan P. Freeman. Okay. Um, so I just want to say really quickly how much I admire my brother-in-law, Mr. Ryan. Um for writing this book, so I'm, let me let me. I'm going to turn to the last page here. So it's 544 pages. Um, okay, Luke, Sound buddy. Sound effects brought to you. <laughs> Sound effects. Hey, Luke, I have an idea. You were playing so nicely like two seconds ago. Can you go play nicely again? Thank you. Do um, you want to say something real quick before you go play? What do you want to tell everybody in Radio Land? Um, some way, sometimes our dogs just like bam fight. Sometimes our dogs just like bam fight. Why do they fight? Because they like to fight over pine cones in the in the sand. Sometimes they like to fight over pine cones in the sand. Yeah. Does Diego like to chew on pine cones? Yeah, they. I, I throw pine cone and make it and just run over that sand back and That's awesome. Did you know that you might listen to this um, radio episode in the future and you might listen to your own voice when you're old? Is that cool? Do you like that? Yeah. So, cool. I hope that you can listen to this in the future and think about what you were like when you were a kid. Because you're not always going to be a kid. Did you know that? That's awesome. All right. Can you do me a favor and go play with your dinosaurs again? So I wanted to read just a little teensy little nugget from this book. See, I was gonna, I was thinking about doing that, but I hope your brother's okay with this. He should be. Okay. Um, I'm not going to give you any context. I'm not going to give you anything except for this tiny little nugget. Um, okay. Okay. So, she traveled by stealth as far as she could, if she had only gotten near the trees of the land of her people, to the secret protectors and watchers of her own borders, she would have been safe. There might still be a peace in the green wood even then. But then something terrible happened. The Emerald Queen, for this is what the king's sister began calling herself then, sent her agents to catch the woman and the king he loved so dearly. Mm. Ooh. Ooh, who's the king? I'm wondering. Can I start calling myself like the Emerald Queen? Can I just start referring to myself that way? Um, sh- sure. I probably won't. <laughs> okay, you are now the Emerald Queen. I will talk to you. No, so please don't do that. <laughs> I will. All right. So this goes into everything that I wanted to talk about with names and. All right. So I'm going to be blatantly just straightforward and honest. If you guys um, have a tendency to be. Um, yeah, you can write on the fence, Luke, if you want. Go ahead. Make a memory, bro. Yeah, write on the fence. Show your art. 
Speaking do of you, names, do you we, think... we painted our names on our fence in our backyard. Yeah. And every summer when the um, grapevines grow, it grows over it so you can't see it. But then every yeah. winter we see our names. Yeah. No the, grapes this year, though. the leaves fall off. <laughs> our grapes did not come. I'm guessing because there was a heat wave. But every yeah. year we've been here, there have been a huge harvest of grapes and lots of birds. Mm-hmm. But um, so really quickly, if you have a tendency to feel awkward or uncomfortable, you are going to feel... Um, and I hope Lindsay doesn't mind if she minds then we won't post this, but about an hour ago, Lindsay and I had a huge, huge fight. Oh no, I don't mind. I think that it's good to be honest. Okay. Um, and we're obviously, we're okay now, I think, but, uh, you're making me coffee. So there might be something good to that. (laughs) I think we're all right. I just think that it's, it's interesting how two people interact. Like we've been married for eight years. Mm-hmm. Almost nine in, nine in March. Um, and I know that we love each other, but we just say some mean, mean things to each other. Like both of us do. We are both very headstrong, opinionated, oldest siblings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, stubborn. Yeah. We are both very stubborn, which does not help. Mm-hmm. I think we both want to have the last word, too. I mean, we won't ever just say that, but I think I see that happening a lot. It's like... I, it's like pushing the other one's buttons if you get the last word. And and it's childish. I mean, we get really immature when we fight. It's it's yeah. redonkulous. It really is. In fact, I was out here stewing mm-hmm. while Lindsay was inside cleaning, like blowing off steam. And I have a journal that I write in. Maybe and the- we should fight more often. We'd probably have a cleaner house. <laughs> yeah, because I was cleaning too, actually. I know. I mean, <laughs> and if you have three kids, you know what it's like. It's like... It's a never-ending thing. You're, there's always laundry. I, oh. you, you had an idea that we should do laundry once a week, but yeah. we, have, <laughs> we have so much laundry every well, single but day. But here's the thing. We have so much laundry, period, that like maybe we would realize what we actually need to watch, like wash, I'm sorry, and what we don't need to wash right this second. Because the kids have tons of clothes. Like and our bath mats, we wash every single day. Not every day. Um, I just hate, side note, pet peeve. Okay. I hate when we leave the bath mats out to air dry. Mm-hmm. And they get, they they get, get really hard and hard and crusty. Yeah. And I don't want to step on that. You know what's weird? I, I love bath. that. Gro- I love oh, that so... I love the the bath mats God, being hard and crusty. So that's like my favorite. Me. That is that's like cringeworthy. That yeah. is so gross. Well, we have two bathrooms. One's kind of mine and one's kind of yours. I'm gonna give you your so. own bath mat, and you can I like the do gray with one. What you I like the gray one, and I will have it hard and crusty every day. Gross. That's what she said. My gift to you: have that gray bath mat. It's gross. So. Okay, so you were inside cleaning. I was out here stewing, like being upset. And I wrote in my journal. Um, I'm super frustrated right now. Lindsay and I had a big fight. She told me some things. I told her some things. I'm talking, I'm thinking about apologizing to her. She won't accept it. Dot, dot, dot. And I go in. <laughs> and I go in really quickly. And I was like, hey, I'm sorry. I said things I shouldn't have. And I just left. Um, and I went into the room because I knew that she was like, I, I thought like i had this idea that you weren't gonna like accept it but you came in and you you said you like you accepted it and i was like totally thrown off so i came back out here and i said i was wrong she did i had some things to say i'll leave it at that marriage is hard loving is worth it loving is hard too Mm -hmm. i think people forget that love isn't all just like daisies and flowers and warm fuzzy feelings love is about growth and growth hurts (laughs) That's true. Growing pains. <laughs> That's true. Nice picture, bro. Is that you? 
I like it. Cool. Keep drawing, dude. Maybe we'll get you some paint to paint the fence. We should get him some paint to paint the How's fence. How's your eye, bud? Is yeah, your eye okay? Looks like it's a little better. Okay. Um, so, yeah, marriage is hard. Um, a lot of this has to do with... Luke's talking right now. Penny is P-E-N-N-Y. He's spelling his name. He spelled it upside down. No, it's backwards. It's like a what? mirror. Oh, it's like a mirror. Yeah. Out, anybody out there who's good with, like, writing, can you tell me if this is normal for for five-year-olds? I mean, I don't, I don't care if it's normal. It's normal to have a lot of the letters backwards. But it's like a mirror. Yeah, maybe he's dyslexic. Maybe. Well, he could be. I don't... Maybe he's a left-handed person in a right-handed person's body. Yeah, I thought I'm a left-handed person in a weirdo's body. Hmm. So... Lindsay was talking about names earlier. What were you saying about names? Calling you, the, oh, the Ice Queen. The or, Ice Queen? Or not the Ice Queen. Whoa, take it easy. Something Queen. What the was Emerald it? Queen Emerald from Queen. From the book, bro. From the book. From, from the, the Ice Queen. From the epic tale. Although that might have been appropriate about an hour and a half ago. Maybe. And I am pretty clueless. Um, so I, I um, have been listening to a lot of podcasts. I always listen to podcasts. I just, I, I love it. I've always been interested in radio. Um, ever since I was a little kid, um, I mean, if you if you're if you if you grew up in an evangelical home like I did, um, you grew up with the radio in the form of uh, the Adventures of an Odyssey on K or what was it K something I can't remember the call letters, but it was a radio station here in in Albuquerque, and um, I remember driving from Santa Fe to Moriarty because my dad worked in Santa Fe. We lived in Moriarty. Um, I would go to the, with my dad to work sometimes, and on the way home, in his little Nissan pickup, he had a little Nissan uh, two-wheel drive, just pickup, it was blue, um, we would listen to two things. It was Chuck, it was, uh, no, no, it was, uh, it was Adventure and Odyssey, followed by Chuck Swindoll. By the way, to this day, Chuck Swindoll's uh, voice is very comforting to me, and I have no idea. I, I don't know, I can't, dad. yes, sir. Luke's spelling something for me. He's looking at the fence. I, I spelled E N E I. He spelled E N E I. What does that spell? I don't know. It, spells, it says N A. N A. N A. Uh huh. I, I, cool. Good job. So good. Keep drawing, dude. Keep practicing. Practice your letters. Can you do the whole alphabet? Yeah. <clears throat> and all the numbers, too. Okay, make us. Draw a picture. We you made you. You can make us now. <laughs> we can, you can draw a picture of us podcasting. Yeah. So, driving from Santa Fe to Moriarty is very much a memory of me uh, that I have. It's always going to be there. Of me driving with my dad from Santa Fe to Moriarty in the blue Nissan. And to this day, when I hear Chuck Swindoll's voice... Okay. Okay, keep going. You can draw as long as you want, dude. If I hear Chuck Swindoll's voice, it's very comforting. But uh, there, after Chuck Swindoll, it was uh, Adventures in Odyssey. So, oh yeah, yeah. I've always been interested in radio, and I, and I don't know what I was talking about. I had a, I had a thing. Oh, I was listening to. I was talking about how I love I love radio. I have I've always loved radio. So that I heart radio. Yes, I'm sorry, that I was a shameless radio. plug. I'm sorry. I... Well, you don't you don't like Clear Channel. 
Not really. That's Clear Channel, by the way. Whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've always just loved radio. That I, I listen to Loveline a lot. I with Dr. Drew and uh, what's his name? Um, it Adam was Carolla. Adam Carolla. You know what's funny? And is then I was after that, it was Striker. You weren't allowed to listen to it. To Loveline? No yeah. way. Well, parents, neither was I. I, I mean, used to listen to it in bed at night, like when I was a little, like hmm. not a little kid, but like a teenager, and I'd like. Well, you're the same age as I am. Like close to my ear. I guess. Oh, it's you been know on what? For a long before time. I listened to it, because I listened to it in college. Before that, it was a it was an MTV sh- like TV show. Yeah, that's. Probably I think what that I was, was based to. off of a radio show. Maybe, but I remember my mom being like, "Have you ever listened to that thing, that Love Line thing?" And I'm like, "No," and of course I had, and she's like, "Well, that is not appropriate." I can, I can draw a stick. Then, then I can. Okay, sounds good. Go ahead and draw all of that stuff you just told me, and I will be watching. Hmm. He likes to draw. Drawing is good. Just like my brother. My brother made some paintings, and they were really good, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Like they were like uh, scenes, like nature scenes. But um, landscape. Yeah, so I listened to Love Line, and and then. I, I also listen to 770 KKOB here in town, talk radio. It's pretty right-leaning conservative. And I even listen to, um, oh, he's kind of nuts. He's like a crazy right-wing dude. Rush Limbaugh? Not Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> um, he has a really high voice, high-pitched voice, and he's out of like the Northeast, somewhere in New York or Massachusetts or something. Um, it doesn't matter. But I just <laughs> I just love listening to to radio. And when podcasts rolled along, like it was natural. I, I just love listening to people talk. Um, but recently, talking and about names. Yes. Okay. To my point, um, I I I take in a lot of media, in the especially uh, some podcasts. So the Bad Christian podcast, um, and then. The offshoots of the Bad Christian Podcast, you have Pastor With No Answers with Joey Svensson, and there's the, oh yeah, uh, why can't I think right now? I don't know. You probably know. Break it down. Oh. <laughs> Break it down with, with Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter? <laughs> Matt Carter? <laughs> uh, the only thing Aaron Carter's doing right now is sitting in jail, I think honestly. He, yeah, is yeah, he in jail? I think he's in jail. Isn't he like, he's like did, didn't he come out as gay? Too? I don't know. Somebody came out as gay. He, I don't know. I just know dude's dealing with some personal stuff right now. Yeah. But so. anyway, back to it. Um, there's just been a lot of my mind, and I think that kind of was part of our fight. It was just all this stuff on my mind, and all this, all this, all this information bombarding me, and I don't know what to think. And I've been in this like internal struggle, like since I've been an adult. Like we talked about that on the car home from church today. Like it's just been crazy. Yeah, I mean, I I get it. I just, I guess I get a little selfish. Sometimes I want to just have my own thoughts and I want to not be bombarded by like a million other things. And so if I don't have the radio on or the TV on or something on, that's my way of being like, I don't want to be bombarded with this heavy stuff right now. I have enough heavy stuff going on that's weighing me down with like being a mom and a wife and all this other stuff. And I just, there's times where I just can't, I literally am like, I have had enough and like the weight is a little bit too much and I just need to not, and it's nothing personal against you. I should say that it's nothing personal. It's just that sometimes like my brain gets overloaded and then when it does that, it just shuts down. Yeah. 
That's why I watch a lot of really stupid shows on Netflix. It's my brain's way of like resetting itself. See, and you know what's crazy? And like you get overloaded, you get bombarded, you need some like me time. When I get bombarded and overloaded with my internal thoughts, I need to hit the release valve. And that's, I think, where we mm-hmm. hit a, mel- and it's a melting point. Okay, go ahead, bud. Yeah, because I disconnect and you like have to spew. I have to engage. <laughs> yeah, and that's so, not a good combination at all. Do you know what's cool is that we realize that, though? Oh, Because I, I do have to engage. Not in the moment, though. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm right. a vampire. Very Keep good. Keep going, dude. Don't, don't, burn. Don't, don't burn my journal. I'm letting him draw my journal right now. Yeah, so I mean, and that's kind of like, it's interesting because like our pastor was talking about media he has over the course of a couple of weeks and just like the things going on. And and I think it's good to touch on those things. Well, you said something interesting today that I thought was cool. Which was? Um, sorry, I have no idea. You were saying <laughs> we were on the way to Dunkin' Donuts to get the kids more donuts even after church. Well, they have donut holes at church. And I feel like that's sort of like, New City, I love you guys. But at some point... We're going to have to graduate to big-sized donuts for grown-ups. Well, you have to think about cost, too. You have to think about donut satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're an econ major. Tell me yeah, how that works. You have to think yeah. about um, donut butts. Donut butts. Okay. All right, and we're done here. And we're done. All right. All right, so <laughs> you were talking about how you think that I listen donut to this. Butts. Listen to all these podcasts and how I don't. Um, sit and really think about those things or reference like the Bible in my thoughts and things like that? It was the idea that you consume a lot of information about certain things, like, but you don't actually go to the source to read about what you're consuming, if that makes any sense. And it's not a good or a bad thing. I just think that we can get really caught up in, like Nate was saying, in other people's opinions and other people's perspectives on a source without actually visiting the source itself. Right. And this goes for anything, not just the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, if you're like a Civil War buff and you spend all your time like looking at Civil War reenactments and watching Civil War movies, that's great. But that's not actually the source. That's somebody's idea of mm-hmm. the main idea. So this is why it's super hard to be a social studies teacher. Seriously. Okay. I, I taught social studies, New Mexico history and U.S. history, and... You're like, well, I have these books to teach Mm -hmm. out of, but whose side of the story do I talk to the kids about? Like, I would be looking at journals and letters that people wrote home from the trenches to get a really personalized idea of what they were seeing and dealing with. Then again, that's somebody else's perspective, but it's somebody who was there. Yeah. Well, there's a conflict in my brain, and I'll talk to you a little bit about it. So I grew up in a very Pentecostal, very evangelical um, home, Mm -hmm. and I would say it's it might be on the same page as a lot of maybe Southern folks. Like Southern right? Baptists or just Just people, people who live in the South. The Bible Belt. Bible Belt. Like, mm-hmm. Bible Belt includes Moriarty, New Mexico, for sure. <laughs> okay. It's like um, one of the little tiny holes in the, in the belt. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I mean, I, I would say most people think that the Bible Belt ends with Lubbock, Texas. No, that's not true. But it extends in, it, it, a little bit east, a little bit west, I mean, into Moriarty, New Mexico. So I grew up in this town and... and um, I I respect the people I grew up around, for sure. Uh, my parents right now are in Mexico, in fact, with the pastor I grew up with, Larry Cox. <clears throat> oh, gosh, excuse me. Who is a super nice dude. He fixed mm. our front yeah, door when it got kicked in, which super I really nice. appreciate. Yeah, super nice. Um, very handy. He lives a very humble life. Like, I admire that. Like, he's not wealthy. Mm-hmm. He's not rich. He's, 
he just does his thing. And he's all about um, helping people all over the world, really. Um, so now that I'm an adult, I, I look back and I look at Pastor Cox. We just called him Pastor. And I... Yes, sir. Oh, good. That's another bull. Cool. He's but he likes bulls. You should put a bull in a china shop. Yeah. But there's this. There's this. That's a metaphor for my myself, yeah. by the way. I'm always a bull in a china shop. Yeah. The china shop being the world, and the people that I'm supposed to be right. politically correct with. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that person. So there's this idea of that I have in my brain of who I am growing up. And then I grew up and I try to find like who I am, what my faith is for myself, because I know that my faith is something that I inherited um, from my parents. And I'll even equate it. I'll say just like somebody who's in India, they inherited their Hinduism from their parents. Somebody who, who's in the Middle East, they inherited their uh, Islam from their parents. Somebody who is, you know, whatever. They, if you're in the United States, you inherited your Christianity from your parents. That's who I am. But I wanted to test it out to make sure that it was true, right? I wanted to make sure that this is something that's right. So I'm searching around, even to this day, like I'm still searching around. And I listen to a couple podcasts. I listen to the Bad Christian Podcast because it, these are my, those are my peeps, right? I listened to Emery back in 2005. The Screamo scene, that was my deal, right? I loved MXPX in the, in the late 90s, and then it graduated into Emo Screamo into the 2000s. Do you ever listen to Chevelle? I did listen to Chevelle all the time. Um, good, good tree. Um, so when they when they they had a blog, I think it was called Unthinking or Unsomething. Um, they just had a blog, and I listened to their blog, and then they started the podcast, and I started listening to that. Um, there's that, and then there's the Liturgist podcasts. So I listen to those two pretty regularly, right? Um, and I want to get your idea on these two. I'm not just going to talk. No, it's fine. But I'm trying to figure out what Penny's doing. She sees something alive. Oh, okay. Luke, why don't you go check? Tell us, tell us what she's looking at. Did you see a bird? So the Bad Christian Podcast, they, um, they talk a lot about the flaws of the church, which there are many. And they call them out. But I'm, I'm wondering like what to think now because um, I still listen. I still agree with like the, the quote-unquote business model of the church. That kind of bothers me. Especially, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say names, and I don't even care. But here in town, we have Calvary, which is a huge mega church. Everybody goes to Calvary. It's, it's huge. And I, and, I, and I went there in, in college, and I, I had a problem with Calvary just because I, I saw that. I saw, like, the business piece of things. It's very business, right? Well, the Western world has created church to be an institution. Mm -hmm. it, it's not like that everywhere right. and i might be wrong to like even care but well you should care because it affects the community and it affects people's perceptions right. here and that's that's what we're dealing with right that's what's in front of us but those are the things that bother me about the church is like the, the bigness the money-making part of things the no. profits right um so they call out the mega church they call them out mm -hmm. um in fact Hey Luke, please don't burn that. Why? Because that's gonna that's gonna start blow it out. Blow it out. Blow it out. Thank you. Um he's starting things on fire. He's a little boy. 
he was a little boy. When I was a little boy, I used to like get little pieces of toilet paper and make little zozobras, oh and we would burn them in the. That was so New Mexican. <laughs> we would burn them in the back of our I house. I just used to dip sticks in wax, but you. <laughs> we used to make zizobras. little zozobras. Hey, I, t- I asked you not to do that. Thank you. No more, buddy. So Bad Christian, they made a fake worship song. Let's talk about that. Okay. It's um, actually, I mean, if you're looking for a hardcore, like, like a, the epitome of a popular worship song, it has all the elements. And it's crazy because Lorenzo was like, listen to this song and then tell me what you think. And I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a worship song. All right. But it was crazy because it was totally like they did it based on a formula. It was a business formula for a successful worship song. They nailed it. And it was just like ridiculous. I mean, there's literally a formula for this. And as the United States and as Christians in the United States, we buy that. We buy that formula and we're like, oh, yep, this is gold. Um, It doesn't matter if it has any substance or thought or feeling behind it or anything like that. If If it fits into our little box or our little mold... And it's it's acceptable to these certain standards that the, the United States megachurches have created, then we are going to consume it. Um, it was interesting, though, because, you know, it was like that easy. And it's kind of sad, too, because it's like, okay, if that's how we can be marketed to and consume Christian music, which is an art form and an expression, like, what else are we being, what else are we being sold that we're not even aware of, like, as Christians? You know, we're being sold this this prepackaged stuff. We're being marketed to by a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are so consumer oriented. It's just kind of nuts. But well, I mean, are you talking about it? Yeah. Well, I mean, so? if you look at like Wait, Psalms. Uh huh. We're not. No, no, no. We're not going to burn anything else. He's obsessed with fire. We need to, go. Go set up a Jurassic World for me. No fire. Man has discovered fire. Should I blow it out? Yes. Um, <laughs> so it's just interesting because we, we are sold this like Western idea of Christianity and this Western consumptive model of Christianity. And we buy it and we don't even realize that we buy it. But if you look at Psalms, you know, they are such agonizing at times. Words. They're so honest and true. And actually, my favorite book of the Bible is Ecclesiastes. And it's totally depressing, I'm sure. But like... No, Lamentations, I thought. No. Oh, you like Ecclesiastes. My, my favorite book of the Bible is... Everything is nothingness. Um, everything's pointless. Um, but seriously, I like it because it's real and it's honest and it's raw. And it's, it's a human being talking about how life actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I like it. It's not this like sugar-coated Sunday morning, you know... Thing, but I think that that's what we've reduced like Christian music to a lot of the time. Yeah, not all the time, but a lot yeah. of the time. So if you have a Spotify account or Apple Music or Google Play, whatever, look it up. I think it's called Rain on Me. The video his, is ridiculous. His name is Toby Morell. Um, and this is where I was kind of trying to figure things out. I was trying to figure out if it was, um, if it was sacrilegious, or if it. Okay, I'm going to get Luke some water for his Jurassic World, and can you talk? Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Lorenzo was talking about how he wasn't sure if this, like them creating this song to make a point, was sacrilegious, or it was like a mockery to God or religion, or it was simply that, proving a point. Um, 
And for a little bit, I was like, oh, that's kind of like mocking religion. But then I thought about it and it's like, well, if other people are following a formula or a model to create something successful for the church, isn't that the same thing? We're just calling it what it is. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I listened to the song and it's, it's, it's awesome. And if you're a Christian, you're like, oh man, I just need to worship God right now or something. Like, but I don't know. Like it's, it's just kind of crazy that we have been conditioned to like a certain style of music. Not me. To like a certain <laughs> um, types of lyrics, like your scandalous love. Oh my gosh. That's that's in. That, I think that is like a Hillsong United. Scandalous thing. love. That scandalous love. Like your love so is scandalous. Bad. I think that he he took that from somebody else's song. Your scandalous love. But that um, sounds so cheesy to me. Like. That sounds like a really bad strip club. Yeah. Like, that is just bleh. Yeah. Anyway, that's my opinion. So. Scandal, uh, bleh, bleh, right. Scandalous love, F plus click. <laughs> like, right. So there's that podcast, uh, which does a lot of questioning, which, I mean, I automatically loved that show. Like, it, they, they question the church. They ask, they, uh, they wonder, like, is this really what Christianity is supposed to be? Is this really what being a follower of, of Jesus is supposed to be is like what we have here in the United States in America specifically the United States mm-hmm. we have made our own brand of Christianity and I don't like it it's like fast food Christianity. I'm gonna be honest I don't like it no I don't like it either well you know it's funny because I was thinking about the parallels of like the early church and what they probably looked like versus what it looks like now mm-hmm. and I thought about like our community group and how we just sit and like have dinner mm-hmm. and hang out and talk about what we've learned talk about the message a little bit have a discussion we have friendships we laugh we raise our kids like we're just living life together Mm -hmm. i think that early church probably looked a lot like that Mm -hmm. you had all these people living in different areas of rome you know and they got together with people that were living kind of around them so they could support each other they had a community and they talked about it i don't think that it was this ginormous building where people came and there was laser light shows and there was like, you know, V-neck t-shirt clad pastors with their hoodies and their piercings and their strategically placed tattoos. Um, I'm definitely not referring to anybody in particular here in Albuquerque that might be a leader of a mega church at all. You know, but that's the thing. I, you know, it's funny because I think we have completely corrupted like the organic beauty of what the church actually was meant to be and what it was versus what we have made it. Um, And that's really sad. I feel like in some instances in the United States, we've made church like a social club. In other instances, we've made it like, you know, like a giant, like law abiding building where we follow the law, you know, in other places we've made it this thing where you have to keep certain conditions in order to come back. Um, it's just, it's interesting because church has been, I think, really skewed from what it was originally meant to be versus what it is now. (laughs) What does he want? More water. And I don't think that it's bad to say that. I mean, I, I don't think it's bad to say that. I think that we've gotten a lot of things confused and some people might say, you know, oh, you say that and you're, and you're criticizing the church or you're mocking God or you're, no, I'm not doing that. That's genuinely not my intent. I'm, ac- I'm actually just questioning. I'm questioning what we're doing. I think it's good to ask questions. And just because you ask questions doesn't mean that you are blaming God or mocking God or you don't believe in God. There's a difference between, between blaming God for things and simply questioning God and questioning 
how things are supposed to be. And I think people get confused. Yeah. So it's good then. I mean, I, I listen to that podcast and I, I, you hear them call out the church. I mean, I, there's probably some flaws in there. Like the language they use is not the best. All the language is just language, I guess. To you, um, but everybody, other people. Some might. people it offends. You know what I mean? Like they can say they they drop some f bombs and some s bombs and some whatever else. Wait, bombs. you mean? Wait a minute. You mean Christians? They say swear words. Sometimes, it's kind of scary. Oh my gosh! I think my heart broke in half a little bit. Poop. I just said poop. Uh. Um, but yeah, they they swear on the podcast. Whatever. Um, I don't know. That's that's one. The other podcasts I'll listen to sometimes, and this is even a little bit kind of far-reaching for me, um, but it's the Liturgist podcast. So the most recent podcast I listened to, and this was what you were talking about, names, right, um, is, uh, so they were talking about names and what a name is and what is language, and then they really, like, dive deep into, like, meanings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what is the language? What is the like? Why do we have names? Why do women have uh, have to take the names of their or not have to? But why do why does it why in our culture why do customary? like why is it customary? Right? Um, a name is an identity, and it has something to do with their spiritual like path and all this other stuff. So Michael Gunger, <clears throat> its most recent uh, its most recent liturgist podcast, he was talking about how he met with a guy named. Uh, Das, what's his name? Ram Das. Ram Das, mm-hmm. who is a spiritual kind of dude, right? He's spiritual like a, guru. A guru. He's like a guru, or he's like a he's like a spiritual figurehead. He's a he's a leader, right? He was described in the podcast as a Hindu kind of Buddhist Jesus lover, with a little bit of Judaism in there too. I think. Yeah. So he's like all <laughs> over the place. However that works, he's I'm all not over the really place. Sure. So. That actually just sounds like like universalism to me. Right. Honestly, that's what it sounds like. So my but. evangelical brain is like, uh, alert, alert, warning, stay away. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but he was talking about how he had this like meeting with this dude and how Ram Dass, um, he's a white guy, right? He lives in Hawaii, I guess. Of course. Used, used to be a Harvard professor, had a name. I think his name was Richard or something. Um, and how when he was meeting with... Michael Gunger, who wrote that name, who, who he, he Michael Gunger, by the way, and I, I found this out li- listening to the podcast that he won a Dove Award, uh, and he also wrote that song "I Am a Friend of God," the Which worship I song. Cannot stand, by the way. Um, it's like the worst. We used to sing that in church oh, a lot. It's like the worst worship song ever. I was like, "Whoa, that's Gunger!" Wow. But uh, basically, the in and out of the podcast is how he's going to start going by, not going by, but he already kind of does go, kind of halfway go by Vishnu. Das. Hmm. He's going by Vishnu Das. That would explain the influence on his last album a little bit. Yeah. There's some Middle Eastern twinge in there. And how his wife has him in, has him in his in her phone as Vish, and there was so much more to the podcast, and I am not intelligent enough to really relay. <laughs> just... Well, you can listen to it on your own. Listen you to it on your own, really. Like, or you can but, look up Ram Das. I don't know. The guy definitely like. I, I hear you on the red flag thing. Like, I certainly wouldn't look at him as a spiritual leader for myself. Mm-hmm. He might have some valuable things to say and some interesting experiences and some interesting insight into mm-hmm. some things. Um, but I think, and this is just my opinion, 
if you are going to pick like four or five major world religions and become a fan of all of them, like what's your absolute truth? Like that would be my question. Yeah. Like where, where, what are you, where's your platform that you're jumping off of? And like, where's the, the foundation that you're coming back to Yeah. every time? Yeah. Or do but, you even know? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But this, or did you just do a lot of drugs in the sixties? Who knows? <laughs> Sounds like fun. Um, but there's just so much stuff like bombarding us every single day as far as information. Like, what do you believe? You know, mm-hmm. um, but there, there are some truths for me. And that is like, there's natural truths. I, I need to categorize these. I need to like organize my thoughts because I, there's some things that are very true to me. One of them is like, I'm in, I'm in awe of the universe. Mm-hmm. I really am. I know. Um, and I'm in awe of science. Yeah. And I, I tend to accept what scientists have to say because scientists are taught to think through things without agendas. Mm-hmm. Scientists are taught to wonder, basically, just like our little daughter. And I told this story to my kids. I was like, well, my daughter's a scientist. And they're like, what? Your daughter's a scientist? I'm like, yes. She's one. And she's she uses the scientific method every single day of her life. Okay? Scientific method starts with an observation. So she starts with an observation. You observe five different ways through your five senses mm-hmm. and I, I, t- I tell my kids and, I, and I'm so amazed at this year how much attention I have for my kids they're like captivated I guess I guess maybe I'm just as excited as I'm explaining to you I am to them like I really am <laughs> I'm like I have a one year old daughter she's a scientist she sees something after she sees something what's the next thing she does she walks to it she picks it up puts it in her mouth <laughs> she looks at it closer <laughs> with her eyes and then she puts it in her mouth and tastes it mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. she's a scientist she wants to know what what everything's about because everything to her is new but that's what scientists are they like observe they wonder they are fascinated they're curious and they don't have an agenda they're not trying to like dismantle the church with like what they do i've never understood that whole thing i i mean like i just i've never understood why people can't accept that science and god can work and live together right because if god is god then god created science and he created a system and maybe science is just the systems in which god created to make things work like i don't understand why you have to have one or the other but not both like i really don't get that it seems really rigid to me it's because they feel threatened because there are certain things that we discover in science that aren't consistent with a literal view of the bible okay but here's the thing even that is discrediting how great and huge god is right because you're saying god has to fit into your version of the bible and your understanding of the bible which not was the written, other way around which was written by people right by the way god god has an infinite knowledge of the universe so don't you think that maybe just maybe like we're the ones that are misunderstanding some things like i don't yeah. know that's that would be my thought yeah yeah so when when somebody tells me that the universe is billions of years old and light takes this amount of time to travel in a year and there are stars that are further away than what people think that the age of the earth is like i'm, I'm okay with accepting those things I, I i i tend to accept what scientists have to say people also forget that god is outside of time so our our concept of time may only be needed for our understanding um, it may mean nothing to God. It's, it's kind of funny to me because we have this, we are so hell bent on time. Time did not exist until man like insisted upon it <laughs> because we are so self-righteous 
mm-hmm. that we have to measure our days in some way. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever thought about that? Yeah, time is time is a weird thing to like. Just if you start thinking, yeah. just thinking about time, it's time blows it's my mind a, insane. a lot. It's it's crazy. But God is outside of time, mm-hmm. so basically that should tell you that God can do whatever He wants because time is not He's not bound by time. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because human beings we are so we have this sense of urgency of like oh, I only have so much time to do this or my life is only so long or I only have to accomplish this and this and this and God's probably like. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, just do what you're set forth to do yeah. and don't worry about the time involved because we get right. so hung up on time. Yeah. Today, um, as Jared and the band were playing, which we had a three-piece today, which was pretty, pretty awesome. That bassist was rocking away the bass line. Yeah, I was actually admiring the drummer a little bit. And the bit, drummer like, was the good, skills. too. Yeah, no, I was just like... I like how you had you know, the skills. Thank you for that. Well, I... <laughs> I wasn't checking out the drummer. Sure. No, he's got some good drumming skills, though. I was yeah. definitely like, right on, dude. But uh, as they were playing, I was just kind of wondering about the things that that I find incredible. Okay? So naturally, like na- the natural world, I find incredible. So the universe, how vast the universe, how huge the universe, how little we are, incredibly tiny. Like, scale is huge, right? There are things that are so incredibly large in our universe, and there are things that are so incredibly small, and the scale of things just blows me away, right? From quarks to the giantest of the giant stars, like, the scale of things just, it just blows me away, right? Mm -hmm. There's that, and here on Earth, at least, what we've been able to observe, oh, let me get Diego, he's... I like how we have a heavy thought and then our dog starts trying to eat the hose and so we have to take it away from him. (laughs) Our uh, five-year-old is flooding our backyard. He's making a moat. All right, let's give enough of a flood, dude. Um, You know, to the ants in our backyard, this might be the great flood of 2017. It looks pretty... No, it's the great flood of Jurassic World. He's so nuts. He is so crazy. Yeah. I kind of just got a glimpse of what his voice might sound like during puberty. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah. So keep playing, dude. You're doing a good job. So there's the natural things that kind of blow me away. But then like here on Earth, there's... On this here planet? On this on this here planet, <laughs> there are some things that just, just uh, make me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Like, like warm chocolate chip cookies. Um, oh, no? <laughs> so how we humans can enjoy things like art, can enjoy things like music. Mm-hmm. Um, like we, we love, which is crazy. Like we, we love. Love is something that is just, it, that blows me away. We fight hard, but we also love hard. Yes. Like we, I have this feeling and it's, you know, some people might say it's just evolutionary or whatever. Which I can agree with, and I can also double down and say that that is more, it's more, right? I love my daughter. I love Luke. I love, I love Riley so much. And you, you can relate to me on that, right? Mm-hmm. We love to be around each other. And this, I mean, this, a, sci- a scientist can say it's evolutionary, and I, and I will agree with that scientist. But I can also say that the feelings that we have like the love we have for each other. There's also some like like not so um, evolutionary things we do. Well, 
Can I just say that? Yeah. Like, love is not bound by definition. That's the one word that has no solid definition. Mm -hmm. Because everybody expresses it differently, everybody understands it differently, and everybody feels it differently, and yet it's still equal mm -hmm. to everybody. Does that make sense? It does. It's, so it's undefinable, and it's, un, it's undeniable. I'm just kidding. What's that from? I have... Is that Paula Abdul? No, undefinable, undeniable. I think it's another really 90s? crappy 90s church song. Huh. <laughs> anyway. anyway. I was just thinking about um, Paula Abdul. And when I used to spend the night at my friend... At my, my, he wasn't my friend. Well, Paula he got to see my friend. Paula Abdul. Do you remember Paula oh, Abdul? Riley. Oh, no, just kidding. Yes, I do. From the 90s? Uh-huh. Straight up, now tell me it. <laughs> that, and then two steps forward and three steps back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, my cousin Juan had a poster of Paula Abdul on her ceiling. Anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of want to hear the rest of this story, though. That's that the first it? time I saw the figure of a woman, and I was, like, slightly, like, intrigued. I was probably Luke's age. I think I was Luke's age, and I was like, oh, she's a woman. Okay. <laughs> huh. Fancy that. That's different. That's different. Um... But what were we talking about? Oh, love. Love, right? And then art and music. I enjoy I enjoy all of these. You, you had a chance to go to the art museum. This, this oh, no. museum. Did, did it invoke any feelings? On Tuesday, yeah. Um, it did, actually. I, I had gotten some news that my grandma had had a heart attack. And um, I was having a really just emotional day. Like, I just couldn't handle it. I was like, I was crying nonstop pretty much all of Tuesday. Um, and I needed some time to myself so I went to the art museum after I dropped off Luke uh, my mom had the other two and I had some time so I was like you know what I'm gonna go do something that I just need to do but I want to do something alone and so I went to the art museum I was the first person there it was empty except for me which was kind of crazy but kind of cool and um, I just like thoughtfully sort of walked around the exhibits and, and took my time and really really looked at the art and I didn't just like look at the pictures, but I sat and I looked at the artist, I looked at the year that it was painted or, or made, um, the colors that were used, what they were trying to depict, and I was trying to really put myself in that place of like where that artist was when the when the art was made and, and kind of like thinking about what state of mind they would have been in when that was made and what they were really trying to convey with everything, the colors and the feeling and the tone. And it's interesting because some artwork did not do it for me. It was just like, uh, okay, whatever. But then there were other pieces that were just so strong. Um, and then when you would read the description of what it was or what year it was made, that just made it even, even more emotional. Um, so it was really cool to kind of just have that time to really ponder those things. And I kind of think about God as an artist too. I mean, you know, maybe he was in a certain mood when he created trees mm -hmm. or he was in a certain mood when he created people. Um, or he was in a certain mood when he created zebras. I have no idea, but I think God is an artist. I, I definitely think that we can see a lot about his character in what's around us, and a lot of times we choose not to. We just kind of take it for granted, but we forget to look at what's in front of us. I agree. <laughs> okay. I, I agree. So, so, yeah, these are the things that have been on our mind, and I think that... Um, I don't think we'll ever get closure on things. No. I don't think we'll ever feel like, oh, we, I figured out life. Nope, not until Let's figure it out. Once you figure out life, you're dead, so. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever figure out life, but um, I was telling you this last night. I feel like my, I feel like my 
life is moving at a faster pace now than it ever has been. I feel like day after day after day is happening and then the weekend happens and then it's a day after day after day after day and then the weekend happens and it's like it's like so fast. You know what I mean? Five years has passed by since we've had our first kid. It's just it's just insane to me how fast things are, are flying. Yeah, they really are. Um, but what I want to happen is I want to be able to slow down. I want to be able to enjoy. I want to be able to savor. I want to be able to tell my kids that I love them. Um, I want to be able to enjoy, like, enjoy the art that is nature. Mm-hmm. I want to enjoy the art that humans make. Hey, Luke, please don't burn that. Thank you. Don't burn that. It's going to burn your finger, buddy. Don't do that. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm drinking that water. All right. So, there's a lot happening in our life, and... This is the second podcast we've had in Today's? in a couple days, mm-hmm. um, but the weeks are so insane that um, I'm okay with that, aren't you? I uh, yeah, I think I'm good with it. Are you? Yeah, I think so. I hope so, so. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. Good at living life in the fast lane. Just yes, kidding. sir. Not at all. Uh, but tonight I'm excited because we get to hang out with some peeps, some friends right? Friends and men. Get some- Mander and Zandy. I was going to say Mander and Zandy. <laughs> Mandy and Xander. Our friends Mandy and Xander. We're going to um, have pizza with them, which is going to be sweet. Yep. So. Can't that should be fun. Yep. <laughs> and it's Game of Thrones night. Not that we judge our weeks by that. But we do. We might. That's how we keep time lately. <laughs> we do judge our, our time. Is that what you said? Um... And it's the season finale. Absolutely. So cheers to you. Enjoy the season finale tonight. Season finale of Game of Thrones. There will be dragons. There will be walkers. There might even be some tears. There will be some tears. Um, there haven't been. There hasn't been as much nudity in the shows. Which hey, is- Luke, do not burn our house down, dude. Hey, uh, uh-uh. uh. All right. Um, so we're gonna sign off. I hope you guys have a great, great week, and we will talk to you guys in the next one.